Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Hi, Virginia. <laughs> Welcome to Unedited Chats. And it will be completely unedited. <laughs> <laughs> we were quickly getting in last thoughts before it was time to go live. So this will be this will be interesting. And Vince and I were having a conversation the other day about restoration of all things going, why? <laughs> why did we leave this so broad? But it's fine. It gives us plenty of leeway to, to go where we need to go this morning. And I feel like there, you know, God is just all over this topic of, of restoration right now. If you're listening to anybody across the, the continents, they're talking about restoration. And, and so it, it's clearly something that is on God's mind. And so it is right for us to to merge with his thoughts. We were talking on Sunday, singing on Sunday to to move with the rhythm of his heart. And and I will also challenge us to merge with the thoughts of God's mind. Vince, you want to get us started here? Sure. So like Angie said, this has been kind of uh, interesting to, to get into because uh, it's so broad, all the things, all the stuff and things, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I, I started looking at and thinking about in this, in this time with God about where, where do we get here? Where do we, um, get to a point where we need this restoration of, of all the things. And, uh, and we've talked about for a few months now, the, the compromise that has come in and, and kept us contained, but that's really been kind of broken out. We started to break that out last Wednesday uh, about the, the path that uh, that compromise leads us through from tolerance to affirmation, to acceptance, to then adoption of, of whatever the thing is and, and to, to really kind of start to pull away from that and, and get in a right mindset uh, we have to take every thought captive. And so uh, reading in 2 Corinthians 10 uh, verses uh, 3 through 6, I, I highly recommend you go read these, ponder them, think about them. But what I wanted to pull out of this is uh, in verse 5, it says, we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. The the interesting thing about that that stood out to me was uh the militancy that we need to uh, take on a posture of. And, and this is also something that has been kind of, of uh, been something that's been leading up to, to where we are now over the last few months. Uh, and you shared, um, I think you shared it in a blog about a dream of soldiers online running through the woods and, and, and we kind of tease that out of, of what that looked like prophetically, apostolically, where um, prayer and intercession could come in with that. But this is it was a, a shift in mindset to start looking at things with a, a little bit more militant posture. And if we are going to take thoughts captive like prisoners of war, there's going to be a bit of a struggle in there because uh, an enemy isn't just going to uh, lay down and, and surrender at the first sign of conflict or struggle. Uh, there, there is, um, there is a fight there. 
And so we have to be able to say, like, if, if I'm going to take every thought captive, it's not always going to be easy. And I'm going to take a, a I'm going to need to take a militant stance against these thoughts coming at me and capture them, really take hold of them and seize them and, and make them bow in obedience to Jesus. Yeah. And and if they are uh, not kingdom thoughts, they can be uh, executed and jettisoned and and not worried about if they are, they're taken on, they're applied, they're used uh, in, in whatever manner God's showing you. So uh, that's that's kind of where when I, I think about the, the restoration of all things, I've got to get to that point of, okay, what is what has been going on in the past that we need to shift away from to be able to um, get into that restoration state? Because we know that um, Jesus brought about redemption. And on the backside of that quickly is he wants restoration for us. Right. But if we aren't taking these thoughts captive uh, that uh, put this imaginary wedge of separation between us and restoration, which is ultimately between us and Jesus, then we are not going to, to be able to get there. And so uh, the compromise piece that, that leads you from tolerance on through to adoption of whatever it is, has got to be the thing that we shift away from. And I know, Angie, you talked about this on Sunday uh, about uh, flirting with obedience but uh, serving temptation. And so um, that, that is another way that this is, this compromise is manifesting. Yeah. My gosh. When God drops those kind of things, it's like, huh? It's like <laughs> everything in me just is like false. Flirting with temptation, or I'm sorry, flirting with obedience, but serving temptation. Um, that's just like, it's exactly what's been going on, right? Is, is, is we do, we, we are flirting with obedience. We are, we, we love the idea of it. We love the idea of um, saying yes to God, but our yes is not empowered with any kind of stick to And, and we end up serving um, temptation and um, which, which means you know, that we walk away from, from the encounter. That's ultimately what it means. It's not like, you know, we're talking about any gross sin unless we are. And um, it's just the temptation of moving away from that. Yes. The second that we walk out of the, the inspirational moment and, um, and we've got it, we've got to, we've got to start asking Holy Spirit, how do I stick the landing in this at every, every turn? Because there is going to be temptation to walk away. It's not easy to, to serve your yes. It's, it's not, we have to find creative ways to do it. And that's, that's one of the things that, that God has really trained me in is I don't want you to just like, give me your, your empty words here. I, I want you to actually actively look for ways to serve your yes. And, and for me that, that looked like, you know, identifying the things that are connected to the obedience and, and finding different avenues to be able to connect with what it is that God was calling me into. And, um, and, and that's, it's easier said than done because there's always that moment of like intrepidation where you're like, I don't actually want to do this or <laughs> what if I suck? <laughs> and which gets me into the, the, the whole thought process of serving outcomes. If we're going to actually believe God, 
for restoring all the things. I mean, how many of us are having trouble with the um, God restore me? Right. Like that, that's a huge piece in and of itself. And then two weeks later, you know, we're well, actually we we're family. And now here we are jumping into restoring all the things. And um, and, and that that feels like, you know, a, a cliff jump for me. And um, because I'm just I feel like I'm toddling even in self like God restore my thought process. Right. Restore my 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 mind. I need restoration there because I, I'm wobbly. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that, that J is it in James where he talks about being tossed to and fro on the waves of doubt. I'm like, that's me, God. And, and I want to be resilient. I want to be resilient in the things that, that he's, he's saying to me. And, and one of the things that, that he was drawing my attention to this morning was, was faith. And in, in Hebrews 11, it lays faith out beautifully in the first three verses, but, um, specifically he said you need to have confidence in what it is that you're hoping for and and stop wavering stop being tossed on on those waves of doubt and you know it it, it would be one thing if we are we're looking for restoration in the tree out back you know that's like for us feels like an inanimate object and, and it has no feelings and do or die it doesn't really matter in the end right but when we're talking about the restoration of of people and holding on to the confidence of what's hoped for there that's that's easier said than done because we don't keep our confidence in hope we put our confidence in their ability to reach this marker that we've set for them And this is where our confidence and hope starts to slide. This is where our confidence in the restoration of all things starts to slide because we've, we've, we've transferred confidence from hope into, um, you know, their ability to, to behave the way that we want them to. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's really good. Jump in pepper. Oh, wow. You know, um, what jumped out at me right away, Vince, was what you were talking about, that the enemy's not just going to put his hands up and say, put the cuffs on me and take me. You know, <laughs> if you ever watch cops or bad boys, we know it doesn't happen that way. But I like how you brought that out, because to be honest, I don't think of that often. And we should think of that a lot more because it's like we know what the word says in Corinthians about taking those thoughts captive, but it becomes like rhetoric, you know, because, you know, how many, I know, I can't count the times I've had those waves of doubt, like you were talking about. And I say, thoughts, I take you captive in the name of Jesus and act like that's going to do it and it's over. (laughs) But hearing the way Vince, um, puts it, it really doesn't happen that way. If you have to capture an enemy and you're going to meet resistance, then you know ahead of time that you've got to have a strategy. Right. You know, and you've got to have more than just rhetoric saying, thought I'd take you captive, you know, and it's like you're trying to convince yourself, (laughs) but there's not really, you know, sincerity of that yes or of that thing that you're trying to bring captive. And so some of the things that I was thinking about as strategy, one, which is my, one of my favorite topics is prayer. Sometimes it, it, it's a period of prayer or you have to ask God for a certain language or just begin to pray. And 
And then you begin to hear God about the thoughts or whatever it is that you're struggling with. And then, of course, the armor of the word, you know, some thoughts you've got to get in the word and build yourself back up, whatever area that may be, faith, unforgiveness, whatever these thoughts are, going to have to find something to hold on to in the word that, you know, you can work with Holy Spirit with. Um, and so another thing is how many of us, we talked about being prophecy collectors. Oh, yeah. And how, you know, you've just got these journals or on your phone or wherever you keep your prophecies, you know, we have to blow dust off of those and see, am I in the season of this? And if so, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but outside of just prophecies and then rhema words from the Lord and things in my journal, I have to go back every so often because... And it even surprises me how much I forget. And sometimes it's like, God will say, go back to your journal. It's like, which one? I don't know. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's like, boom, it'll just open. It's like, oh, I forgot you even said that, God. Yeah, I said that. And this is what you need to do to steward this in this season. You right. know, and so I love that because I don't, I don't hear many people say that, that when you take your thoughts captive, it's not just going to happen like that. You know, you're going to meet some resistance. And so you need to have a plan for that resistance. Yeah, I, I, for sure. And uh, will you read that, Vince, read, read the whole set of scripture, just because I think that it, it's, it's so good. And I love the way that the Passion Translation has it laid out, if you've got that handy. Yeah. I do. Um, so it's Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We mm. can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Wow. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Wow. Cash. I mean, that's I, just so powerful. It is. It really is because uh, we get to demolish every deceptive fantasy that Ooh. opposes God. I, I love that the way that that is, is written because uh, we talk about those imaginary things that uh, we have wedged between us that make us imagine separation between us and God. Right. Uh, and and we can demolish those those deceptions um easily yeah um but you know you have to do it and and you we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience that that's this is another big topic that people love to push back against is obedience you know people want to be um 
told what to do and they especially want to be told how to do it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when you offer that up to them, there's, there's resistance. They want to push back. And uh, even when you know this is, you're, you're delivering something that's from God and there's still a resistance there. Even when uh, people discover it for themselves, there's still a resistance there because they haven't yet chosen complete obedience. So it's right. hard to get the restoration of all the things if, if that isn't there, if that isn't a, an aspect of it, um, because uh, we want to uh, live contained, live in compromise rather than um, complete obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing is that like, we, we totally understand that nobody is saying like, I'm choosing compromise today, right? That's like, we don't wake up and we're like, I'm, I'm choosing to be in compromise with God today. That, I, that's not what we're talking about. It's, it's by, by, uh, by our decisions moment to moment, by, by our agreement with thoughts that, that come at us that we're, that we're siding with is maybe a better way to, to, to say it, that we're siding with compromise because of the fear tactics used against us. And so our thought life is something that I feel like God is, is really wanting to command attention in is like, pay attention to your thoughts. What is it that you're thinking? And, and should you be thinking those thoughts? Right. And, and, and we were so habitual in, in our thought life that, that we, we, we don't know how to stop and be like, Whoa, what was that? Like, I want us to get to the point, like we, we, this is, this is the level of restoration that I'm after is that those common thoughts now become like disruptive thoughts, you know, in the near future where I'm like, what, you don't belong here kind of thing. And, and that's the kind of, you know, taking that captive that, that we're talking about. And it is a, a militant action and everything that God has said to us since, you know, late summer <sighs> has had this militancy on it where, and, and really it's how he's showing up with us. I mean, yes, he's still the very much the the ever loving father. He he can't change himself. It's it's not that he's just revealing another nature of himself. And and we need him in this regard. We need him to be that that militant God right now where he's not going to take any of our crap and um or or what's going on around us. Like it's his protection over us that he's standing as a general right now and and commanding scenarios for us and and I love that I love that that he's willing to do that you know he he could have anything right he's god he could do anything but he chooses to partner with us and to to display his defense concerning us and and I think that he's he's teaching us he's teaching us on a regular basis like that thought right there was crippling to you. And um, something else that, that came up for me is um, a, a, it was actually birthed out of a, a conversation from, from last week. And it was the simplicity of, I just want to start over. I just want something new. Well, what God was showing me in, in this, and, and I've heard this multiple times in the last probably month where fresh start kind of a, a mentality. And, but when that's being said, it's like this mentality of scrapping everything, right? Like we don't want to learn from the mess. We want to just escape the mess. And that is the 
opposite definition of what restoration is, right? It's like God is wanting to enter into the mess, teach us to be able to closely examine the mess, to be able to alter the mess. And when we're aching for a fresh start, or we're looking at escapism as as our um, our way out, we're not dealing with anything. We're, we're looking, actually, this is what God was showing me, and this probably sounds extraordinarily harsh, but when we have that mentality of, of I, I need to just start over, I need a fresh start, um, I, I have to go, go somewhere else where, you know, nobody knows my name kind of thing. The problem with that is, is the mess is internal. And it's going to manifest wherever it is that you go. And, and, and so you're not really escaping anything because the problem resides within. And, and basically, you know, the really harsh way of saying it is the same demons will be wherever it is that you are. So you have to, we have to in this season. This is why restoration is, is so on God's mind, because this is what we've done as, as Christians. We church up. Well, I don't like it here anymore, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so we're like, we're offended and, and we decide to, to jump ship and, and go somewhere else. And honestly, you guys, this is not, this isn't just the church. Uh, this, this has happened. And I mean, even in, in business scenarios, there's a mass exodus is over the last couple of years where people have left their jobs looking for the fresh start. Well, guess what? Whether you're working from home or working from a completely different, you know, job, same problems because they're internal. We're we're not dealing with anything. We're just attempting to escape the the problems. And, And God is, he is, he is the God who wants to overturn everything and prove who he is. Right? Like, wow, he's a big God capable of doing those things. And I feel like there's just such a promise in that where he's like, trust me, trust me in this, that, that I really can restore everything. He really can redeem all the things. Jump in. I really like how you were talking about, you know, how our thoughts are constantly with us and the enemy can design it to be like a slow kill because our thoughts are constantly with us. And so, you know, we have to have a level of maturity and discernment with Holy spirit to filter all those thoughts because the enemy can be so slick and just bringing a thought. So the first thing I think you want to do with thoughts is discern, is this thought coming from inward or is this thought coming from outward? Yeah. Because according to whether it's inward or outward, you're going to deal with it probably a little differently because if it's coming from inward, then that's something that Holy spirit and you may need to do a deeper work on. But if they're coming from outward, then I think you're going to need to be like you talked about a little bit more militant with those thoughts. And so I like um, how I think that was the passion you read. Wasn't it Vince? Mm-hmm. How it talks about, you know, punishing the rebellion and choosing obedience and yeah, punish sounds like a strong word. And 
when I say punish rebellion me, doesn't mean I want you to punish me. But we do say that we are to be wise as serpent and gentle as doves. Right. The wisdom is the strategy we need, but the gentility is not necessarily, uh, it's not at all for the spirit. The gentility is for the person, but we're to be violent with the spirit of rebellion. We are to punish the spirit of rebellion. You know, that's the word he uses. And so I know in my own life, because one of the key things that I think we're all fighting in this season is distraction. Mm-hmm. And so I think when the enemy commingles um, distraction while he's popping in those thoughts at the same time, you don't stop. Right. You know, you just go on to the next thing. And sometimes you don't think about it till later, you know, or then you have a still moment and then the enemy starts to talk. And, you know, it, it's kind of like praying without ceasing. Um, you kind of have to be filtering your thoughts <laughs> without ceasing, you know, yeah. because the enemy is relentless. He never stops, you know, he never stops. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I like how you talked about having, you know, to be more militant with ourselves. You know, I, I just, there's mornings or afternoons, whatever time of day, I just have to say, no, no, no. You know, just less than 24 hours ago, it's like, no, you're not going to think that. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you've thought that before and it takes you down this trail and you know how long it takes to get out of that. <laughs> so no, right. no, no, we're not doing that, Pepper. <laughs> you know, and and for me, that's how it kind of looks when I'm being punishing that thought <laughs> or being militant against it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just passive, because sometimes we like the passivity because it feels good to our flesh, because it feels like poor me, or ah. we feel justified in having that thought. Well, this is just- I'm the victim. Yeah. And yeah. then we love this one. Well, this has gone on in my life so long. Poor me. <laughs> I've had to endure mm-hmm. this so long. <laughs> so that your, that your pet thoughts. Yeah. Those pet yeah. thoughts. yeah no it's crazy i I do want to i want to go back to unless you have something to add vince on that no No. okay i want to go back to to hebrews 11 i want to read this because i think that that, that it has everything to do with um partnering with the restoration of all the things right um so hebrews 11 verse 1 Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. I love that. That It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Faith, right? Wow. Um, The testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. I mean, come on. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Mm. I, I love that line that he spoke and the invisible realm gave birth 
to all that is seen. And so th- this is this is our realm, right? This is this is our realm to captain is the faith realm. And and mm. depending on what we're thinking and believing is what's going to manifest that the spirit realm is here to serve us. Wow. And what we're pulling out of it most of the time is negativity. What we're pulling out of it is is misconfigured blah because we allow our thoughts to run rampant and and they determine our our actions and and so we're creating with a spoken word the same way that the father did we're we're creating things with a spoken word that is inspired by our thoughts and that's why it's so important that that we take captive every thought that's what it says right Vince it's yeah. every thought not mm. just the ones that you deem evil, right? It's <laughs> every thought. And, yeah. and if, if we can if we can create a filter system to um to funnel all of the thoughts through. And God gave me a picture one time, and this is like super juvenile. Anybody could pick up on it. You know, like the little toys, toddler toys, and they have shapes all the way around them. They're typically red on one side, blue on the other, and you can pull them apart and empty out the the little blocks that are inside, but they're shapes cut out all the way around it. And, and there's, you know, only one shape that can fit through one hole. And, um, and, and Jesus was showing me this because he was like, Angie, if it doesn't fit inside of me, it doesn't belong in your mind. And um, it's, it's just such a simplistic way of, of laying it out for me. And, and it has stuck with me. If it can't fit within Jesus, then it doesn't belong within my mind. And so that that's the filter system that that I'm reminding myself of on a regular basis is like, does this complement Jesus? Yeah. Are my thoughts complementing Jesus? That's good. If they if not, they don't fit. They can't mm-hmm. they can't stick around. And so perhaps a thought that was allowed in last season you know, in squishy Jesus season, perhaps that, 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 that complimented that thought was allowed to stay because it complimented how he was revealing himself in that season. I can't carry those thoughts right now. They're disruptive to what it is that God is doing. Therefore, I have to take that thought captive and go like, yeah, I miss those days. Kiss it, stick it on the shelf. Right? You know, right. <laughs> like we did great, squishy Jesus. <laughs> and, and I'm not downplaying that at all. I know it yeah. sounds probably just horrible when I say that, but I loved that season. I love squishy Jesus. I love squishy Jesus. There's times where where my soul is pining for squishy Jesus. Can we just can we just go back to that kind of thing? But that's. That's actually, that's, that's me really, it's, it's me serving temptation rather than obedience. And, um, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I want, I want to be where he is at. So I think that that's yeah. one of the reasons why it's like every thought, if, if Paul meant only the evil ones, he would have said that. Right. But it, it's every thought. And the reason is, is because not every thought, good or bad, that complements who God is revealing himself as. Yeah. I, I use in, in my own funnel. Um, I, I have to start with reminding myself of the authority that I carry Come to on. be able to do this, to yeah. be able to take every thought captive. And mm-hmm. then um, in, in my filtering of these things, I, I'm looking at what is the purpose of this thought in my life? When I really start to to get these thoughts that are, are, are kind of, leading me down a path of other thoughts to conclusions or anything like that, 
I start to look at, whoa, whoa, okay, we got to stop. What is the purpose of this thought in my life? And what's, what's the motivation behind that purpose? And, and when I look at purpose and motivation, I, I start to uncover a whole lot of things, uh, either good or bad about the thoughts. And so um, that, that's some, some, uh, uh, a tool that I use in my own filter to look at these thoughts as, you know, uh, and you, you'll, you'll, you'll see these things come out pretty easily. Once you get that thought captive and, and you make it, like it says, uh, bow in obedience to Jesus. Um, once the knee is bowed to Jesus, all of the, the purpose and motivation just becomes plainly evident. Right. It's so true. It's so true. And, and, you know, our, our thoughts really do have everything to do with the spirit realm uh, mm-hmm. because we, we are, we are, um, we're partnered with it, whether we realize it or not. Um, yeah. We are constantly pulling things out of, of the spirit realm without even knowing it. it it's, it, it's, it's, bizarre for my mind to even be able to wrap around this unseen realm that is, is serving us on a regular basis. But it's certainly like the more I'm sitting here talking about it, the more I'm going like, be careful, little mouth, what you say, (laughs) (laughs) because it, it, it is commanded by our words. I mean, what a creative God that he would, he would speak us into existence and, and also part of the ingredients that, that went into making us is that we would have the power and the authority to command an unseen realm. Yeah. Dang. That's amazing. And and so that's why it's just so important that, that we, uh, that our confidence is in that hope that, that faith has birthed and, um, and that we're speaking to that thing on a regular basis. You know what you, stupid little inspired imaginative outcome <laughs> you yeah. gotta go like that's that's not that's not that's not partnering with with god it's it's partnering with you know honestly something that that has no authenticity whatsoever we we've just allowed our imagination to run wild and create an outcome that's actually not on god's mind and and so we we have got to we've got to get into to God's mind, and I think that that's part of the reason why you know, and we've talked about this a couple of different times that it, He'd given me a vision of Him saddling our minds and bridling our tongues because the two are definitely attached. They they work together seamlessly. What we think, we speak. Yeah. So. so. Restoring all things. Here we go. <laughs> oh my gosh, what does that even look like? I don't know. I it, I'm excited though. It's 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 mm-hmm. overwhelming and it's exciting at the same time. And I, I know that that there are the beginnings of 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 people seeing like the workings of God and things are starting to shift and turn and and maybe for others things are getting worse. And, and for me personally, I'm taking that as a sign. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that all things are surfacing right now. And, um, and that it's, it's, it's just the last stand and, and I'm okay with that too. It's like, you can, you can stand firm all you want. You still got to go. Yeah. You still have to go because you will bow 
to God's ordained promise that you will be restored in the end. So that that's where our, our confidence has to lie is in the, the hope of restoration right now. So, okay. I am so excited about this upcoming Sunday. We have finagled a panel of therapists to come in on Sunday morning and, and talk to us about restoration. And um, for them, we put this topic of <laughs> restoring all things on them. And um, But it's going to be a good conversation um, we chatted with them a little bit yesterday and, and you could just feel the excitement in, um, in, in the text conversation. And, um, so tune in on Sunday morning. It'll probably be 11 ish. It's so hard for us to, I mean, who can pin God down, right? Like we start worshiping and he wants to go off-roading somewhere and, and I'm not about to tell him no. <laughs> so it'll be 11 ish when um when we go live on sunday morning you're just gonna have to like stay tuned because it's gonna be a good conversation um, two two of these uh people are really good friends of mine and um they are they're brilliant they are brilliant and restoration of humanity is always on their mind and so they're the ones that take the deep swan dive into the soul of man and um they they do the the manipulative things good manipulation mm-hmm. um to to bring about wellness in in the souls of humanity so i i am super excited and the other lady is a is a friend of or a co-worker of that they're bringing in and she just happens to be a a seer prophet and um so mm. i am just like I, i'm i'm so excited to to have her along for the ride because last time she came just for a visit she's like there are angels everywhere <laughs> in this room and so that's always fun to hear that you know the angelic host has come to visit and um and i'm not suggesting that they're not always there i'm just you know saying that it's fun when somebody announces it and and so i'm just i'm looking forward to to what it is that they have to share with us it it's going to be a good morning so stay tuned if you're in the area don't stay at home show up it'll be better so with that do you guys have last words all right then we will just say goodbye